Hello, friends. This is Mindy Joy with Mindy Joy Ministries, and this is my podcast, Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy. So my goal and purpose is to always encourage you and inspire you to want to be closer to God by knowing how much He loves you and how much He has for you, that the answer to everything is in Him, the power you need, the strength you need, the love you need, the favor you need, um, the inspiration you need for life, and the safety, the health, everything. So with that, I purpose to be very real and very honest. I'm very transparent. And there's times, no matter how spiritual we all try to portray that we are, you just don't feel like praying. You don't feel like reading the Bible. I mean, you go through a slump where it could be that we have a lot to get done. Um, our work, our personal goals, uh, family relationships, all that could be like heated up and and there's a lot more required or there was a disappointment or you know, we've been to church and church is always glorious and we're part of all these Christian groups, but we just got something personal that we're not feeling we're connecting or relating or feeling that we can really share. And we're not, and the, if you're going through reading the Bible through a year and you're on your daily portion, it might not speak to you personally as much as other days does that mean that there's not something in it that really is for you and and can speak to you or i i believe that there's always something in the word of god that can speak to our situation personally um and i wanted to demonstrate to you how that is because i do feel like that sometimes but just like i you know, feelings. I don't go by my feelings. Like for example, um, I haven't eaten, you know, sugar or I don't eat unhealthy food for years and many years, um, for the most part. And, and so, you know, I like, if I am, um, at the beach or something and just rarely something may smell good to me or look good to me. That is not something that is part of the repertoire of the culinary healthy things that I eat. And it's just like duly noted. Okay, I see that, but I know that that would be poison for my body. So just like, you know, I might um, have a little slump a, a few days or whatever, where it's like, you know, it's just not, I'm not feeling that passion that I sometimes feel when I read the Bible, it's like, okay, just duly noted. That doesn't mean God isn't who he is. That doesn't mean he loves me less. That doesn't mean I love God less. There's just like this um, connection and identifiable thing that maybe I'm going through. I could be um, tired or there's just things that are starting to come to the surface in my soul that are just soul wounds, for example, like sometimes for us to be strong at work and to be strong in our families, we bury things, you know, we're not even aware that we're going through stress and things. And so, you know, we just go through all types of things. We're flawed humans and it's okay. That's all I want to say. It's okay. It's okay. You're already all right. You're already, you know, 
we have right standing with God. You're already all right with God. God still loves you. You, you love God. It's just what it is. Like some days are going to be less inspiring than others. It's the same way with music. Sometimes I'm just practicing and I'm learning, I'm studying the techie things and it's not like I'm in love with the song. And then sometimes when I minister that song, I could just, I just feel such, um, such an anointing and a love for God, or I experience, you know, in my whole being, uh, such a love that God has for his people and just such a passion of wanting to reach the people that I'm ministering to through song that it's like, I feel that, uh, scripture in Romans ten fourteen, where, you know, the Holy Spirit just compels, you know, like through, you know, the spirit of God, we just feel so compelled to share the love of Christ with people. The Holy Spirit just stirring us up like that. So with further ado, <laughs> I'm going to show you, I'm having one of those slumpy times. And so uh, my Bible reading today um, is Psalm 79 to 82 and Romans 16. And this doesn't mean that if you have like a quote unquote Bible portion that you read every morning to get through the Bible in a year, that doesn't mean you can't read other things that you just, you know, it's like you do your exercise and then you go into dance, you know, that you do, it's like my daily exercise. So I could read the Bible. I could be acquainted with the whole Bible on a consistent basis, but I might later on decide to read a Psalm or a proverb or, um, I'm, I'm excited tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be teaching uh, Bible study, uh, actually facil kind of, you know, facilitating slash teaching and on a zoom at 4am, um, California time. And so that's going to be on, uh, first Corinthians chapter one. And that's like my chapter because I love the scripture that says he uses the foolish things to confound the wise and the um, weak things to confound the mighty. I'm paraphrasing that. So with further ado, here I go. Psalm 79. So here is my Bible immersion today. Not so inspired, but this is what I got out of it. And this is what I believe the Spirit of God showed me how to read this. Now it says, how long, O Lord? And it's a Psalm of Asaph. And it was a time when the Israelites were going through a really hard time, evidently. And then the next Psalm, Psalm 80 says, restore us, O God. And this is very specific where God is, um, it's talking about certain times when Israel had turned their back on God. So we have to understand when we're reading the Bible, sometimes we're reading things that are very specific to a certain time, a certain culture, a certain place, a certain place in the world. And it's very important and God will use that knowledge in you and Sometimes you're storing up something in your soul, knowledge of the word of God for another season, for another person, for another time. So I read with that understanding, but I wanted to um, extract out of here um, how I just turn this around to become inspiring and stir myself up in in the things of God. So I'm going to skip around here. I'm obviously not going to read every single, uh, you know, Psalm 79, 80, 81, 82, and Romans chapter 16. I'm just going to skip around. This is how I do it. So I got to verse eight um, in Psalm 79, and it says, do not remember against us our former iniquities, let your compassion come speedily to meet us. So I turn this around to, hmm, this was for them today. But how can I read this today? Like, God, thank you that through this time, 
Jesus came on the scene. And you don't remember my iniquities when I confessed them. You forgave all my sin when I came to you and received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you, Father, that you don't remember my iniquities when I confess them. You're so good that you're, it says, let your compassion come speedily to meet us. But Father, your compassion has come speedily to meet me. Every time I call on you, you're compassionate. You're compassionate. You hear me. You, I'm, I have an invitation to come to your throne of grace at any time. I thank you, Father. You said, um, that they prayed, help us, O God, or Asaph prayed, help us, O God, of our salvation for the glory of your name. Deliver us and, and atone for our sins for your name's sake. I thank you, Father, that you've already done that through your son, Jesus, and that these people went through this. They, they carried your Bible, your Torah, all these years. So I thank you, God, for the Jewish people because it's through them, through their lineage, that we have Jesus. So I thank you, Father, I thank you, Father, and that you would bless them and that you would bless Israel today. And I thank you, Father, that um, that the nations that say in verse 10, why should the nations say, where is their God? Where is the Christian God? Where is the Jewish God? Where is God? Where is God? Where is you know God, period? I thank you, Father, that we do know you and that all the nations will come to know you. And that as you're and that it's reminding me as you're talking about all the nations that in the body of Christ that we would be just see so we would just be so convicted that we would wipe out racial ethnic um financial prejudice within our churches that we would um not be a respecter of persons we will not favor one race we will not favor um, one financial group over another. Some some factions of Christians seem to favor um, the poor and um, are jealous over the people who have money, and some just favor the ones who are the rich and the glamorous and, and just focus on them as being the ones that are blessed. And so I thank you, Father. There's All these schisms are done financially, who, who has what, who doesn't. All these schisms about um, different nations being more important than others, that we would just have a love for people, period. And I thank you, Father, and that we would not even put one calling of God above another, that that where we may um, just really, um, in, in, in some factions or circles where we might just really always be uplifting the music ministry, for example, but we don't uplift the nursery workers. We don't uplift the mamas who stay home to raise their children, but, you know, that we would just all encourage one another that nobody's unimportant. So I thank you for that, Father. And I will go on reading in um, in chapter... 70, Psalm 79, verse 10, it says, Let the avenging of the outpoured blood of your servants be known among the nations before our eyes. So I thank you that, Father, you would convict all of us to remember the people that are being persecuted for their faith all over the world, and that we would, those that have... Th you know, the wherewithal, how to help them, how to rescue them, that we would get with them, behind them, and that we would rescue those. I just call those that are in, um, that in the Sudan, especially in the Middle East, um, where they, um, where they enslave Christians, that where um, ISIS has enslaved Christians. I'm just going to call these things out, the things that I do know about, 
um, that even in other religions where they enslave children as prostitutes, I pray, Father, that all of that just gets exposed and freed and that these people that are crying out to you in, in cells and um, in remote places where they're prisoners, that you hear their cries. And I thank you for that we would never forget them. We would never forget them, that even in our spirit, if we just hear their cries, that you would wake us up in the midnight hour to pray for those, to pray for those, that when we feel sorry for ourselves because we're not getting enough this or that or attention or whatever, Father, or we felt slighted by somebody, we were treated rudely, that we'd re- we would remember that we would not be narcissistic and we would not be so into self-pity over silly things and remember those who are truly suffering, who don't have enough food, um, who are being those who live in um, South Korea and what, um, I'm sorry, um, I think it's North Korea and what they're going through and those who are going through um, war. And I thank you, Father, that you would just strengthen all the Arab and Jewish believers, Father, and that like one that ministry one with Israel, that they would be one and that you would just protect them. That's a dangerous those are some dangerous areas to be believers and um and in other um places. So I thank you, Father, that um in all the all of India will arise and say Jesus is Lord. All of Africa will arise and say Jesus is our Lord and even teach us in the West other facets of your glory as they come to know you. I thank you that everybody in the Eastern European world and um, in Asia, in Japan, in China, that they would rise up and call you Lord. And I just thank you, Father. I just see a day where it's just going to be so beautiful and where you're praised in the dances, um, the vernacular dances and songs of um, of all these nations together. And we all teach each other um, ways to, to praise you and express our, our love towards you through the cultures, and I give you the glory for that in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. I'm going to um, move on to Psalm um, 80, where it says, Restore us, O God. And there's a verse in 7 that says, Rescue us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. I thank you, Father, that um, those who've called out to you, those who are in homeless situations, children of parents that are in homeless situations that are praying to you, Father, children in um, divorce situations, in in situations of broken homes, in situations where they see things in their families that nobody else sees. It could be in any neighborhood. It could be um, from the rich and famous to to anybody, to those who are... um, consider poor and in poverty. I thank you that you hear the prayers of the children, Father, and that you prove yourself strong to them. I know that's who you are, Father, and I thank you, Father, um, that just like you brought out Israel like a vine out of Egypt, you drove out nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. Um, It took deep root and filled the land. So I thank you, Father, that you have brought Israel back um, after 2,000 years and that you would just also, um, just show yourself great in that nation as the people um, that you would strengthen the believers there to go forward and not be discouraged and that they would be provided for, that you would provide for them in great ways and that even Israel is going to praise you and be a place of praise specifically to you. I thank you for that, Father. Um, I thank you that in verse 14, 
in Psalm 80, you said, Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see, have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted for the son whom you made strong for yourself. So Israel's on my heart again. Father, I thank you that you would just convict everybody in the body of Christ who's anti-Semitic, that this replacement theology would just be um, null, exposed, revealed for how ugly it is, revealed for how in much error it is, and that it will just be plucked out of the body of Christ and the Christian world and the churches and the leaders who are teaching this replacement theology that God has done with the Jewish people because he is not. And the, also the ones who teach the dual um, the dual covenant, um, that that would just be obliterated too. And so I, I lift up um, Psalm 81, where it says, first verse, sing aloud, to God, our strength. You're reminding me, Father, that you are my strength. You are my strength today. I have a lot to get done. I have a lot of songs. I have a lot things, things that you put in my heart to prepare for this Bible study at 4 a.m. tomorrow to be a blessing at my job and and that you are keeping me strong at my age, Father. You are my strength. To you, I shout for joy. It's you that I always come to thanks and give all credit for any good thing that I may do. Um, because you are my strength, you gave me the you gave me the breath of life. You gave me the health to do it. You gave me the energy to do it. So I give you the glory for that, Father. And I think you said, "Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day." And and before that, you said, "Raise the song, sound the tambourine." for sweet lyre with the harp. So I pray that everybody in the body of Christ, whether they sing, whether they play an instrument, whether they dance, everybody will use their soul, their body in some way to praise you and that nobody that you, that all of it will just make such a beautiful sound in your ear today. And I, and verse um, six, at the end of five and six says, I hear, it says, I relieved your shoulder of the burden, your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of um, Mariba, if I'm saying that right. But I thank you, Father. I just want to acknowledge you. You and you only are the deliverer. You are my fortress. You are my rock. I love you, Father, with all my heart, soul, and mind. And I will always love you. And you said there shall be in... Um, in verse 9, um, Asaph wrote, There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. So I thank you, Father, that every idol, that every idol that any believer has, whether it be drugs, alcohol, um, TV, movies, just getting into escape, into you know certain novel, novels or pornography or any any um any idol any idol of self pity narcissism um whatever that it would just be smashed right now and everybody will know true joy in worshiping the true god and have the true power the true strength that is motivated out of love everything you cuz you not only loving god but you are love you are you literally are a noun you are love so i thank you for that father and in Psalm 82, you said, give justice to the weak and the fatherless, maintain the right of the affliction and the destitute, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand 
of the wicked. So I pray, Father, that we would just be detectives all around us. We would like be looking all day for the fatherless, for the widows, for those that are afflicted, those that are destitute anywhere around us, you know, in, in addition to maybe organizations that we're helping, that those around us, the weak, the needy, those who just lost loved ones, those who just came into financial misfortune, and maybe they have houses in foreclosure, they've just gone through divorce, that we would be very sensitive to one another, Father, where um, where there's need, and that we would as a uh, uh, that we that you would speak to us specifically how to meet the needs of those around us and become less um concerned about our uh, about ourselves less selfish about our other ourselves less self-centered about ourselves and how this um psalm ends in psalm 82 another psalm of asaph um i i just proclaim father that you arise judge the earth and that yes yes lord you shall inherit the nations there's coming a day when you're going to appear will be caught up with you and there's coming a day when you shall inherit all the nations so um you already do father everything belongs to you but you will rule and reign as um planned and that you have a plan nothing has caught you off guard everything is go- and we know that all things work for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose and so i that's in Romans chapter 8 and i give you all the glory for that and for um um Romans 16 father i read about like tw- at least 29 30 names uh, where paul um he started out just thanking um, them. He starts out, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the Lord, and um, at Shen, Shen, I don't know how to pronounce that, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a, in a way worthy of the saints to help her in whatever she may need. So I thank you, Father, that this theme of helping our fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord and that there were women here too, that there's no there's no division, there's no schism in the body of Christ of young, old, um, man, women, and that we are community. We realize that we are community. All this, there's not going to be this crazy religious competition stuff. We are that we're just not another community. We are the epitome, epitome of community that they would know us by our love one for another. Um, and that also I, I heed the warning here, father in verse 17, it says, I appeal, I appeal to you brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught, avoid them. So I thank you, Father, that we are in some portion of the last days. And so there are those that are going to leave and stray the faith that you told us that, Father, and we would not be seduced by that in our thinking that um, we will we will not do that, that we will say strong in your word so we know your word, so we know the truth of your word so that we become scholars in, in your word and that all of us would just have a, a compassion, a goal to do that in Jesus' name. And you said in verse 20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So I thank you, Father, that you are the God of peace and that um, under that Satan is under our feet, the devil's under our feet. And so I give you all the glory for that. You are the only wise God. Be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. So I thank you, Father, for this time in the word and just showing as a demonstration, being very transparent how I did my Bible immersion and 
and it was really fun and it became very inspiring as I did this. And where when I read it, I was like, what in the world can I actually um, use out of this? And so um, this was just a wonderful time of prayer. I pray, Father, that I will be in a mode of prayer and dialogue with you for the rest of the day and um, consulting you for every little thing that I need consultation for, which is just about everything. And I just pray for every person who's listening to me today that they, they would be extremely blessed. Just bless them, Father, with health. Bless them, Father, to be sensitive to everybody around them. Bless people around them to be sensitive to them, that you would meet their need in every which way, emotionally, um, physically, financially, um, just um, show them, Father, your love in some tangible way today and that they would be used mightily by you today for others and that they would know how wonderfully important and amazing they are and how wonderfully by your design, how you had so much pleasure and in making them so unique. So just bless every single person listening to this today and I give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen.